1 John 4, 13 says, By this um, no one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God lives in us and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent his Son as the Saviour of the world. God abides in those who confess that Jesus is the Son of God and they abide in God. So we have known and believe the love that God has for us. God is love. And those who abide in love abide in God and God abides in them. Father God, just as we take this moment to be still in your presence, I just ask that that abiding love that you, you give so freely, I just ask that that love would be noticed, that that love would be felt, that that love would refresh each and every person here this afternoon. Lord, as we come um, somewhat weary before you, I just pray that your love would be released in a, in a fresh measure upon us this afternoon, that we would know uh, beyond all doubt that you do abide in us and that we do abide in you. Would you make that real to us this afternoon? We just thank you that you love us. We just thank you for that great, big, unshakable, unstoppable, never-ending, never-failing love. thank you that, that as that love um, is felt and made real in our hearts, that we would just release to you some of those burdens that we're carrying, some of those worries, some of those questions. Would we allow you to just um, place your love in our hearts instead of those worries, those burdens, those questions. Benita now to come and she's going to lead us in communion. Thanks guys. that what I shared this afternoon is just something from my heart and I hope that it touches your heart as well. And just um, in my studies, can you hear me? No, no, it's fine. Um, I've been studying the Old Testament. One of the things that came out more than anything, so I want to say first is that um, was one of the scriptures was one of the first commandment is, you know, this commandment of love the Lord thy God with all your heart, all your soul and all your mind. And this has been really resonating my heart, in my heart and in my mind all week, to love God with all my heart. 
And uh, I just wanted to start off with that, but I, I just want to share a few things. And one was when I was in Queensland, and uh, well, the Gold Coast, and I was with my grandkids, Archery's eight, and um, he loves to talk. And he even talked to me about the, the president in China, what I thought about the president in China, and how did I think about his decisions. And he's eight. And I thought, goodness me, you're draining my mind. I don't know a lot about the president in China. But anyway, we talked about it and then we sat down at the table with him and his brother and sister and I did some craft with them. And we had these dolls. I don't know if you see these dolls, you dress them up. And, um, you know, he started to dress the doll. He said, Nan, he said, I'm going to dress this doll on both sides. He said, I'm going to have, there's going to be two people on this one doll. I said, well, that's fine, Archer. He said, this front side is going to be the good one and the one on the back is going to be the bad one. He said, so there's two people in one doll. And I thought, thanks. And I said to Archer, and I started to think about this, I said, you know, Archer, do you know all of us have got two sides? We've got a good side and a bad side. And um, I said, we are born in the image of God and also we are born in sin because God said, let us make man in his own image. And then because of Adam's sin, we were born in sin. And last night, even though I pondered over this yesterday, the guy that got up and preached last night, he, say, he talked about Thomas and he said how Thomas, you know, everyone sort of referred to him as the doubting Thomas. He said, but I want to talk to you about the believing Thomas. And I thought, wow, this has just hit the jackpot. He gave a really good message. And um, I thought about this good side and the bad side and I thought, you know, even when I was only five years old, I went out and gave my heart to the Lord. And since then, my walk with the Lord has been a progressive one. I mean, I didn't get it all together when I was five, even when I was ten. But I still went to church. My mum and I, mum, dad took us to church and I started to grow in the Lord. But all of the food, spiritually, I didn't, um, it wasn't all spiritual, the food that I gained growing up. I had a lot of the flesh in me because, you know, we're part flesh and spirit. And I started to think, um, as I was thinking about what I was going to share today, how God, how we, you know, it's up to us when we come to the Lord. And when I came to the Lord, of course, the scripture there in Corinthians says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. And we come to church and we start to feed our spirit. We start to read the word. We start to go to church and we get stronger. But things start to come into our lives and we start to feed our flesh, don't we? And we start to sort of think about what am I going to do with my life? And, uh, of course, I met Graham when I was a teenager. And, I mean, my life, even though I went to church, I wanted to get married and I wanted to have kids. And I think sometimes that um, we can still do all that, but... What is the strongest thing in our life? I mean, I wanted to please me. I wanted to get married. I wanted to have kids and all this sort of thing. But I still wanted to go to church. But it wasn't the absolute thing. The ministry wasn't the absolute for me at the time. So, you know, I sort of was still very strong in my spirit. But I was very strong in the flesh. And I just want to make this point that sometimes... We really need to make a conscious effort, and I'm not saying anything's wrong with those things, getting married and having kids, but we need to make a conscious effort of what we're going to feed in our lives. 
and some people, while well, we go away from the Lord because we feed on things that aren't really of the spirit. And things might be like television. It might be a job. I mean, I got into a job that took me away for ages, just, you know, just really getting into Aboriginal affairs and all those sorts of things. And God was there, but it wasn't the absolute thing in my life as I, I was growing. And I, I was looking today at um, some scriptures in um, Judges and I just want to quickly go through the story there about um, Gideon and you probably all know the story about Gideon and Gideon was in, they've come out of Egypt and they're um, in this place where they were hiding because the Midianites and they disobeyed God, the children of Israel and they were hiding, they were in the caves and in these places because they were growing crops and they were all the flock that they'd put together. The Midianites came in and they took away the flock, they took away the produce and really they were destitute. They, they really didn't have a lot. And God came or the angel of the Lord came to Gideon that just looking at that scripture and there's a capital A with the angel, which theologians always think, well, gee, that was the son of God if there's a capital A came to Gideon and said, O mighty man of valour. Now he was saying, you are a mighty man and I want you to deliver these Israelites out. How am I going to deliver them, Lord? You know, he said, I'm the least of my family. How am I going to deliver these people? And God said that he would be with them. He said, well, you know what? He started to talk to the Lord and he said, I want to go away and I want to prepare something for you. I want to give you an offering. And the Lord said, that's okay. So he went away and he got a goat and he started to prepare a meal. Now, in those days, of course, they couldn't have a quick meal. It couldn't be something that was in the freezer. They could just heat up. He had to go away and prepare this meal. So you can imagine how long it took. And God, the, the angel of the Lord, waited until he prepared this and brought it back to him. And when he saw it, he then, of course, touched it and it started in flames and in fire and Gideon knew that it was the Lord and it was a sign that God was going to use him but then God told him again I'm going to get you to deliver these people and he said well I want a sign that you will you're going to deliver me he said I'm going to put out a fleece and I'm going to get it I want you Lord to make sure the dew goes on the fleece and it gets all wet and it's dry all around he said and then I will know that it's you Lord so he waited again and this happened overnight and the fleece was wet and he was able to wring it out and the water was there. And again he said to God, I know that this is you but I want to, another sign. So he put another fleece out and he said, now I want you to make that fleece dry and everything else wet around it. And it happened that God did this too. And this really made me think about the patience that God has and how long did he have to wait waited for the meal, he waited to, to, to talk to Gideon about these two times fleece. He waited for him. And it made me think, how long has God waited for us? How long has he waited for me, for him to speak to me? You know, he's been so patient in everything that we do. And here, I believe that you are here for a reason this morning. And God has been patient with every one of us. And he said, the day is the day. This day, I've waited for you to sit here. I've waited for you 
you know, and he waited for Gideon and it turns out that Gideon, you know, he had all these uh, people to go and fight the battle against the Midianites and he said, you've got too many people there, Gideon, because I want the praise and the glory. He said, you go and talk to them people and tell them, if you want to go home, go. And, you know, thousands went home. God said, there's still too many people here and a heap more went home. He said, but I want you to go down to the river he said, and I want you to look at the people, and the one that's lapped the water up like dogs, he said, I want, they're the people I'm going to use. So there were 300 left, so he chose them, and when the, um, he got them together, Gideon was waiting, and he went down to the, to, to the Midianites, and he could hear them talking. And th these two guys were talking there, and he said, I had a dream last night. He said that a loaf of bread rolled down the hill. A loaf of bread? Roll down the hill and it shattered the tent. He said, this is amazing. But anyway, they said, I know what's going to happen. Gideon's going to overtake us. So he went away and while Gideon was with all the, thing, the, the people that were fighting the battle, they all played the trumpet and these Midianites, they all started to fight with one another and they killed each other and they ran away and, you know, God fought the battle. But he waited there for Gideon. And he waited for the people to turn their hearts toward God. And just coming around communion today, I, I just think the patience of God with me is just powerful. The patience of God with every one of us. What are we doing with our lives? What have we been doing all week? God said, I've waited for you. I've waited for this moment to be with you. And looking at Acts, and, and it's been talking about Acts 1.8, but in Acts 1.4 he said, you know what, I want you to stay in Jerusalem and I want you to wait here. After the baptism of the water, I want you to wait here to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I want you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And the Lord's saying, look, if you haven't been baptised, the Lord's been waiting for you to be baptised in water. The Lord's been waiting for you all this time for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And Acts 1.8 says, after that, the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall receive power. And God, I know, if you haven't been filled with the Holy Spirit, you can be filled with the Holy Spirit. God has been waiting and he's been knocking at your door to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to give you the power that you need. And I know, I even this week, in the last couple of weeks, the Lord's been talking to me about the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues, because sometimes I pray, people will say, pray for this one, pray for that one. Lord, I can pray in the way I think the person's asked me to pray, but I want the Holy Spirit to pray through me the way you want me to pray, Lord. I want you to help me, even if I pray in tongues for an hour. I want you and what you want, Lord, and the Lord can do that in us through his Holy Spirit. And I want you just to take that message today that God is waiting for you. God has waited for you and he will continue to wait. doesn't matter how old you are, God can still wait. And even when we look at the Bible, and I don't want to pro prolong this, but he waited for Abraham, all these people in the Bible. Abraham was a man of faith, but yet he sinned. He went and told a lie that um, Sarah was his wife. David, he sinned, but God said that he was a man after his own heart. And when I think about Jonah, who um, Hillary told the story about, he ran away and God, he went down in the belly of the whale. And I wonder how many of us have been in the belly of the whale waiting. God's waiting for you to be spat out of the belly of the whale and I'm sure that I've been in that belly of that whale many times. And God's saying today, 
I've waited for you and today is your day to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So when we come around communion, let's think about what Jesus did at the cross, how he died on the cross, he shed his blood and he did all of this so as that we would have eternal life, but we'd have life here on earth and we'd have this um, life of being filled with the Spirit. And you know, first we need to be born again by the Spirit of God, baptised in water, and also I've known people to be filled with the Holy Spirit before they were baptised, but the Bible talks about being baptised and then filled with the Holy Spirit. So as we, um, if I can, and I hope everyone can, take this communion out and... um, Thank the Lord this morning that he's made a way for us. He's waited for us. He's made a way for us. And he will continue to wait for us until we... um, Sorry, I can't get that bread out, but I will in a minute. Um, Let's thank the Lord for what he did on the cross of Calvary and made a way for every one of us to... um, Yeah, sorry, I can't get that out. But anyway, I'm going to take it in a minute and thank the Lord and I will pray that the Lord will um, just bless us around this time of communion and that he will speak to every one of us and know that God is so willing for us to be filled with the Spirit. He's so willing for us to accept him as Lord and Saviour this afternoon and things will change and turn around in our life. And I guess it's like he said to Gideon, O mighty man of valour. And he's saying that to all of us. You can be mighty through Christ. You know, God will give you that strength to, um, sorry, all broken. So let's all partake together, um, the bread, and thank the Lord for what he did at the cross and, and know that he's made a way for us so as that we can um, come into that dimension where he is, where we can work in our lives. Um, so I pray that God will um, help us to understand that this morning, that as we wait upon him, and strengthen our spiritual life. He will um, do so much in our lives. He can change things around for us. If we're having trouble in any area, if we're sick, believe today that Jesus can heal you. If you've got a problem in your family in any way, finance, God is our provider and he does say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And we really need to know that today Jesus can meet your need no matter what it is. Thank you. Thanks, Annie. Uh, okay. You might eat, I suspect, but I'm sure Graham will tell us what to do. Love telling people what to do. <laughs> Must be the school teacher coming out of me every now and then. But anyway, um, yeah, over the past few weeks, Annette's been talking to us about uh, the, in the book of Acts. And in... Uh, Chapter 2, it talks about there were a whole lot of people in a room and um, the Holy Spirit came down upon them and, and they began to speak in tongues. And the people looked around and said, okay, there's something wrong with these people. I think they're drunk. And they were actually mocking these people, saying they're drunk. They must be drunk with new wine. But Peter said to them, they're not drunk. They're not drunk with new wine. They're drunk with the Holy Spirit. You know, and one of the things I find, being in a Pentecostal church, it's, um, I first came in the Pentecostal church when I was 17. Um, my 
wife, who was then my girlfriend, invited me along. And I, I came into this church and I thought, wow, this is different. Having ever, ever, I only ever went to a Catholic church. And that wasn't very often. But it was different. But the Holy Spirit was in the people and the Holy Spirit manifested himself through the people. And last night we, we went to a celebration over there as, as Annette said over in, in Wagga and I was just blessed by the freedom that those people have. The Zimbabwean people and the, the uh, South Pacific Islander peoples have something that we as Australians need to get and that's freedom in the Holy Spirit. Amen? Right, but you're going to have to partake in this because I don't like people just sitting there. Um, I want everyone to stand up for a minute and I'll let you sit down again in a minute, but just stand up. All right, I just want you to loosen up, okay? Just pretend you're, you're like Pete at a Parramatta game. Oh, no, better not, Pete. But I watched, I watched the football on Friday night. I watched South Sydney and... 18,000 people were there. They were cheering. They don't just sit there and just say, oh, there's another game. When someone gets to do something, they cheer. They're excited. And every one of us today, we should be excited with the presence of the Holy Spirit in this place. Amen? This is a school building, but it's our church at the moment. It's our church. And you have brought the Spirit of God into this place today. Amen? Right, I want you to listen to this. It just goes like this first. And I want to put, put your hands together for Angel. Angel's never done this, ever. Right? <laughs> and this song, I read in it a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? Annette? And, but this is a chorus that we used to do some time ago. And, it, and I've been listening to, I'm not going to do the song, I'm doing the bit that I know. But I've been just so blessed. I've been watching these Pentecostal, these old Pentecostal meetings where they were just, they were just into it. They just love the Lord. And I want you to just shake up everything. I used to say to my kids at school, when I get them to sing or something, I said, look, if you're worried about anybody looking at you, just close your eyes and no one can see you. All right? It goes like this. It goes, okay. Well, they were singing and a shouting on the streets of Jerusalem. People thought they were crazy. That's pretty good, isn't it? They were having so much fun. Well, Peter said, these are not Drunk as you suppose, they're just very, very filled with holy gold. Stop. That's just a warm-up, okay? All right. Come on, loosen up. Close your eyes. No one can see you. All right, here we go again. Okay, we're going to... Ready, Ange? Pete? Stuart? Sorry. I just had Pete on my mind then. Stuart and... Steve, okay. Well, they were singing and a shouting on the streets of Jerusalem. 
People thought they were crazy They were having so much fun Well, Peter said These are not drunk as you suppose They're just very, very filled with only By the prophet Joe, well, this is that. Well, on the day of Pentecost, this is that. God's pouring out today, it's so fine, it's so fine, it's God's wine. This is that. Spoken by the prophet Joe, well, this is that. Well, on the day of Pentecost, It's pouring out today, it's so fine, it's so fine, it's got you wine. Well, they were rocking and reeling, that's the way, all the streets of Jerusalem. People thought they were crazy. Going clear into it, they were having so much fun. Well, Peter said, these are not drunk as you suppose. They're just very, very filled with the Holy Ghost. This is that. Spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that. Fell on the day of Pentecost. This is that. God's pouring out today. It's so fine. It's so fine. It's got you. Okay, Steve. This is that God's pouring out today It's so fine, so fine It's got you wine Well, they were rocking and reeling On the streets of Kuliman People thought we were all crazy Cause we were having so much fun Well, Peter said These are not Drunk as you suppose, they're just very, very filled with the Holy Ghost. God clap your hands. Well, this is that. Spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that. Fell on the day of Pentecost. This is that. God's pouring out today. It's so fine, so fine. It's God's wine. Come on, you can move your feet. Robin Joe, well, this is that. Fell on the day of Pentecost, this is that. God's pouring out today, it's so fine, so fine, it's got you one. Have a good night, guys. Hey.
excited just to share a couple of testimonies from some awesome answers to prayer and just really cool things that God's been doing in my life over the past few months um, on this Celebration Sunday, getting to celebrate how awesome our God is and how faithful he is and how he provides all that we need and how great his love is for us. So for those of you who don't know, um, I started work late last year as a school chaplain um, that in itself is a testimony that I could spend a long time to tell you the story on, but I don't want to do that today. Um, but earlier this year, I started a job in a new school and um, it was one of the first days I was there and it was a really tough day, like a day where I went home in tears, driving my car home, just, God, what am I doing here? Like, it was just so hard. There was one specific teacher who um, spoke very rudely to me on a number of occasions on this day, as well as some other incidences that did happen. And I was just like, I'm in the car. I'm like, God, I don't know why she's doing this. I'm really, I don't know if I want to go back. I don't want to put up with this. You know, what have you got me here for? And um, I was just, God, I know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to avoid her. 
I'll just steer clear of her. That'll make life a little bit easier till I settle in, you know. And of course, the next week I go in to school and God in his amazing sense of humour and the way that he works, partnered me with her to lead a sporting team to a, a swimming carnival. And, it, you know, just me and her. I'm like, God, no, please, no, anyone but her, please. And I know that that's how God works. We know that, don't we? You know, he does these cool things just to show us what he's capable of. And um, so I talked to my one of my managers and I was like, oh, this is so hard, you know. And she's like, I'll be praying for you. I'm like, awesome. And then I talked to Annette and um, she's like, I'll be praying for you. I'll, you know, set alert on my phone and I'll pray for you on your days that you're at that school. I'm like, awesome. This is, you know, this is good. I can do this. And this one morning um, on the way to school, um, and I got this text through from Annette, and she said, look, I'm praying for you. And, like, I was dreading the whole way there. I was dreading getting there. And um, the scripture verse that she gave me was Joshua 1.9. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will go with you wherever you go. And I'm going, oh, you're kicking me with that one? Come on. Like, because when I started my study two years ago, the word that God gave me through my, out my study was um, Deuteronomy 31.9. Be strong and courageous, for the Lord your God will go with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And I'm like, this was just such a reminder that God was saying to me, I've put you here for a purpose. I have gone before you. Everything's dealt with. You've just got to show up. Just be strong. Be courageous. Just go and show up, you know. And um, so I had this newfound, yeah, okay, I'm not going to sort of, you know, sort of um, just slyly hide my way and avoid this lady. Like, I'm going to go in there. You've called me, God, and I'm going to, yep, I can do this. And that day I got in there and this lady opened up to me, told me her whole life story. I spent half an hour with her and I was just, we ended up best friends at the end of it. And we then went on the next day to win the sports carnival. Our team went and won the sports carnival. And I'm just like, I was expecting this to take like months. I was expecting God to take months to build this relationship and for us to, you know, connect. And it was within a week, you know, and God, that's how God works. You know, he blows our mind constantly, you know. And that's just a testimony to his faithfulness. It's a testimony to the power of prayer. And, it, you know, for me, it was like, you know, what I'm really struggling with these days, I need to talk to people. I need to say, hey, guys, can you be praying for me? I know it was the power of people's prayers that helped turn that situation around. Just the faithfulness of God. So that's one testimony I want to share with you, which I think is pretty cool. Um, and like I said, yeah, now me and this lady, we're just awesome. We hang out, we, you know, chat and complete turnarounds within, you know, two or three weeks. It was crazy. Um, so my other testimony was only just from a couple of weeks ago. And for my job, I travel 1,200 kilometres a week. Um, all of you would know what the price of fuel is at the moment. And it was only, I think, two weeks ago when I hit the $2 mark. It was a Friday afternoon, I was down at the petrol station here and filling the car up and I started to get a little bit cranky. I was like, this is costing me so much money, God. Like, this is so expensive. Um, 
I don't know how I can keep paying this amount of money and doing the, the travel that I have to do. And I started to get really discouraged and, like I said, quite upset. And then it just hit me and I went, but God, I believe that you have called me to this job. That's what I believe. And you have called me, so you will provide. Somehow, in some miraculous way, you will provide. And so then I was like, yep, okay, I can keep doing this. So that was on the Friday afternoon. The Tuesday morning, I go to work in one of the schools I work in. And this lady walks up to me and hands me an envelope, one of the, one of the workers there. And she said, I just, I want, this is from my husband and I. We just want you to know that we really appreciate all that you do for us here. We appreciate the travel that you do and the hours that you do. Thank you. We want to bless you. And she gave me this envelope. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, well, thank you. Um, and I'm thinking, okay, you know, 50 bucks, that would be, like, awesome. Like, just anything. I'm just so amazed that someone would actually do that for me. And when I actually had time to look in the envelope, I opened it up and it was $500. And I just went, you're awesome. Like, that's just so amazing. And I went and saw this lady and I said, I just want to thank you so much for your generosity. Like, it's just beyond kind. And everything in me wanted to give it back and say, please don't give it to me. But over the years, I've learned when someone wants to bless you, you don't give it back. Like, you, you, have, to, you have to learn to accept those things. And she was like, oh, I actually really wanted to give you a lot more than that, but I was worried you wouldn't take it. And I was just Okay, lesson learnt, you know. But again, I just want to encourage you with that. Like, that's prayer. That's, again, the power of prayer. It's the power of God. It's, his, you know, his faithfulness. He's, you know, he calls us to certain things. And he, he makes a way. He provides for us in the most random, unexpected ways. You know, it never would have occurred to me that this lady would walk up and give me a gift from her and her husband, you know. And... That was, you know, the amount of money that I would nearly need for a fortnight to drive out to this job. It was, a, it was above, actually. And I just remember sitting there thinking, you know, he provides exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond what we can ever think of, ever dream of, ever imagine. Our God is awesome. He's amazing. You know, we need to celebrate him each and every day. Thanks, guys. I just, yeah, hope that encourages you. Keep praying. You know, it's awesome. Thanks so much. Thanks, Jen. Oh, Heavenly Father, I praise and thank you for today. Um, just thank you, Lord. We are just small in number, but, but great in power in the Holy Spirit. And, um, and I thank you that your spirit is in this place and on this church and on each and every one in this church. Father God, I thank you for, for those opportunities that we have to get together to pray our Tuesday nights. And um, thank you that we're seeing answers to prayers. And, um, and that's exciting. And perhaps next month we should share some of those. Um, Lord, thank you so much for, for um, I was going to say proving yourself, but sometimes um, that's, that's kind of what it is. Um, for Beck, Lord, that you, you, you have proven yourself faithful, Lord, and you are faithful even when we are faithless. For that we give you thanks. 
Father God, thank you for Benita and thank you for her message and and Lord, thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit and 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 the, I don't know that this power comes in waiting as as we learn more again about your faithfulness. So we praise and thank you for that. Thank you, Lord, now for the time of fellowship that we're going to have, and um, and Lord, we we just pray that you would bless that, and uh, and and that prayer is with thanksgiving because I believe you will, and um, you know that that will just be another testimony of, of just how awesome you are, and how blessed we are to have one another, um, friends, yeah, but brothers and sisters. Um, in Christ, praise and thank you, Father. And um, yeah, I just I just give over the rest of the afternoon to you um, with praise and thanksgiving, and um, just all praise and glory to you in Jesus' name. Amen.